Welcome to the show. This is our first show, uh, Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, my name is Jim, a.k.a. G-Baby, G-String, G-Funk, uh, and my co-host, Steve Dog. Yo, good to see you. Good to see you too, friend. Um, all right, so obviously we're a new podcast. Uh, we are... We've been brought together uh, by fate. Um, we're going to be discussing films uh, because Steve hasn't seen any. And uh, I, th- I thought it would be fun to uh, culture him in the, in the ways of movies. Um, and then not to be pigeonholed by one topic, we also uh, will be discussing uh, various elements of the unexplained, true crime, uh, kind of stuff like that. So part of the, the idea is at the end of each episode, we'll kind of we'll, we'll spin a wheel and it'll dictate what our next topic will be. It'll either be a movie or something of the unexplained nature or a, uh, a wild card could be like a personal anecdote or whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. Um, so I guess a variety show, if that's what you want to call it, call it. But I mean, the impetus was just to be, cause I'm a huge movie buff. I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about movies. So here we are. Um, yeah. To add a little background to that, uh, Jim and I actually used to work together out in the real world. And like he said, he's a huge movie buff and I've probably seen 12 movies in my entire life, only slightly exaggerating. And there would be so many instances where he would be talking about some some movie like Chinatown. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. And he would just be beside himself that I I hadn't seen a classic film like that. So every now and then I would just walk by him in the halls like, oh, by the way, I've never seen The Godfather just to see the look on his face. So that was kind of the the genesis of this <clears throat> this project. Yeah, I was thinking that exact thing. It's because I think, too, it's it's me being like. Uh, a latchkey kid and an only child like kind of like uh in the movie the cable guy like i'm doing it right now the thing i'm about to describe is when I've he's never like, seen it god damn just, you just kidding i've seen it you okay i was I gonna have. say fuck man we might have problems Billy. <laughs> Dude, you know at the end when he's like i learned about the facts of life from watching the facts of life it's like i relate everything to a fucking movie like when i'm like Oh, that's like in Black yeah. Rain when he has to travel to fucking Japan to bring those guys in. Uh, yeah, that sounds like States. a horrible movie. It's so good. That's one we will cover for sure. Um, you really haven't seen Black Rain? No. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get on a Michael Douglas kick then for sure. We have to. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's it. And um, so the inaugural episode we're going into, we're talking about 2006's The Prestige. You don't really want to know. Want to be fool. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Co-written by his brother, Jonathan Nolan. uh, Which, I don't know if he still does that, but he did that quite a bit in his first few films. Uh, And it's based off of a 1995 novel by a dude named Christopher Priest. Uh, fun, I guess, some fun trivia, I guess, to lead us into it is um, Sam Mendes. Mendes, you familiar with yeah. him? Uh, I know he, he did um, He did 1917, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's the only thing I know that name from. He did American Beauty. Oh, okay. Kevin Spacey, uh, Mina Suvari. Yeah. Okay. So around, like, right after American Beauty, he wanted... 
Sam Mendes wanted to follow up that with the prestige. Um, and it kind of got kicked around just Hollywood stuff. He ended up making something else. I can't remember what it was, but then uh, the, the author of the prestige, Christopher priest, he, uh, he saw one of Nolan's first films, which is called following. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I probably should watch it, but he saw it and he was like, Nope, I want this dude. So, Nolan got it, but I thought that was kind of cool because their, I feel like their directorial careers from that point have kind of mirrored each other because like you said, Mendes did 1917 and he also did two Bond films and then Nolan later did Batman, the new Batman Begins, Dark Knight, all that. I guess you can kind of, there's kind of a similarity between that and Bond films, but he also did then Dunkirk, like I think two years before two or three years before 1917. So, uh, and they're kind of both like uh, Mendes and Nolan. I feel like they're both up there. They're like a higher echelon of director. They're kind of like a, pardon the pun, but uh, they're like prestige directors. But uh, I thought that was interesting. What a fun turn of phrase. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen, I've seen 1917. I've seen Memento, but then every single other movie you just listed from their resumes, I have not seen okay cool yeah i figured um you haven't seen any of the bond films that mendy's did he did skyfall no you haven't seen skyfall the, no none of the new batmans i'm yeah. pretty indifferent to nolan's batman films i know that's kind of a hot take i know everyone holds up the dark knight like it's this fucking greatest thing ever and i think that's just like overshadowed by like ledger his, his performance in it is pretty top-notch everything else i could take it or leave it i i just was never really into like comic books or anything as a kid so i had no real no real draw to any of that stuff right on yeah um okay so the prestige uh i think yeah the, the topic i'm i'm super curious to hear what did you think of it actually i liked it it yeah i uh i only watched it today because i was uh procrastinating a little bit and it helps that it'll keep it fresh um it's funny that you mentioned it was a book because when i was watching it and then when it ended i i just got this feeling like i felt like there was so much more to the story that it felt like kind of a com- like a condensed book you know so hearing that that makes sense um and to pull the curtain back a little bit when when jim first mentioned the prestige i was like no i've never seen it but i think i know there's something that has to do with a twin like it's like a magic trick that's my cat uh, I know there's like magic and there's a twin and he's like, oh yeah, but that's like not even the biggest part. There's a bunch of other cool stuff. Turns out that is like the biggest part of the whole movie. <laughs> so as I'm watching it, I'm like, I was trying to convince myself that maybe it was like the Hugh Jackman character who had a twin early on, you know, not, not exactly what I thought was going to happen, but um, yeah, it didn't take away from the enjoyment of it. Uh, but it was just funny. Like, no, it's not. That's not a huge part of it. It's the hugest part. But um, I'd yeah, still, be, I'd still be willing to fight that. But I mean, it is a big part. Mainly, that was like, ah, fuck. I was like, didn't want yeah. to, you to deter you from watching it. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, classic me being a wet blanket with movies. You know, like, oh no, I've never seen it, but I heard like what's possibly the most important part of the movie. So. <laughs> um, but I try not to let that deter me from watching it because I, I did really like it. And like so you when, did. Uh, when I did, and it's funny when Tesla came out, I was like, look at this guy looking like a beat down David Bowie. And then when I looked it up later, I'm like, oh shit, that's David Bowie. <laughs> uh, rest in For peace. Shit. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool, uh, you know, revenge. Re- revenge movies are always cool. I thought the weird you know little sci-fi twist of, of the ending like oh it's it actually is like a cloning machine i was like all right it's that's a little sort of not what i was expecting but it wasn't it wasn't you know so far outside the bounds that i was like okay i i just can't i can't buy into this um but yeah that that actually brings up one of my questions because I saw it this morning and I've kind of just been thinking about it throughout the day a little bit. And it, uh, my first question to you, I don't know if this is going to throw off what you had planned or if you were going to bring this up later, but no, let's we're just so, get into it. 
when he goes into the machine, does his original self stay in the machine or is his original self the clone that gets transported? Because, you know, when he first does it, he shoots the clone, right? But then later when he's actually doing the trick, the original is the guy who drops into the tank. So that makes me think the original is the one that gets transported. And if that's the case, the original Hugh Jackman, I can't remember his character name. That means when he did the first transport, he died at the hand of his clone, right? Well, that's funny you bring that up. And the other thing, just to slightly backtrack, is you said you watched it today for the first time, so it's fresh. I Normally, yeah. I would agree, like, that's probably the way to go in, in a format like this. And then we talk about it, and you're super fresh on it. Uh, whereas I've seen this movie, like, 20, 25 times, probably. This one, actually, I think it... it like it behooves one to watch it like multiple times and let things kick around. Cause I guarantee if you ever watch this again, your second viewing of it and maybe third or fourth is going to hit you a totally different way. Like I remember when I saw this for the first time, I was like, I need to see that like immediately right again. And I did. And I watched it right over again, but um, that's what you're talking about. Person does. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. What an insane person. (laughs) It's not every film, but this one, it was like, cause you know, the hats at the beginning and the yeah. way this movie's edited is fucking just like choppier and shit, you know, like it goes yeah. back forward, present, past, like, like I, I hate to, to say this cause so many others people have said it. And I think it's a little pretentious, but uh, people have called Chris Nolan, the fought the master of nonlinear filmmaking. And I mean, this this is probably the one like where it's like yeah because he I, I feel like the editing and the storytelling is we weaved in such a way i mean it's pretty convoluted but i feel like it makes sense for this film like like the way that he did all those cuts like i think the very beginning when you start out the movie it's like at the midpoint of the story anyway that i i went off on i thought, a the, I thought the beginning was when he watches him drown. Isn't that pretty close to the beginning? Well, I guess it depends on your perspective. I guess outside of that first, like, like uh, jarring scene where it's Borden, uh, Christian Bale's character, and he sees him drowning. Yeah. But from from there, then it it, it bounces right to Angier, um, Hugh Jackman in Colorado Springs. It shows him on the train, and he's going. Oh yeah, kind of starts at the midpoint. It just a bunch of funky cuts. Anyway, getting back to what your question though was about the fucking who's the man in the box, like how they say in the movie. You know, I've I've kicked that around a ton, and I've done in researching this fucking episode. I've done, I've read a bunch of stuff, and I feel like at this point it's just academic, and like it doesn't matter what you think happened like or which version of it is you're just going to end up chasing your tail like i went down a fucking k-hole thinking about this but to finally answer your question i have a funky uh opinion that it's not the i think the original gets killed right off the bat because if you watch it again as soon as that dude as soon as the dude inside the machine grabs the gun and shoots. Yeah. You hear him. He's all, no, 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 wait, wait, hold on. It's, and it sounds like he's about to say something. And I've, I mean, I'm, I didn't come up with this out of my own mind. I saw someone else say this, but I thought it was interesting was they said, it sounds like, or you could speculate that he's he's about to say, no, it's me. I'm, or I'm the original. I thought that was kind of fun to just noodle on. Like, well, that was the original. Yeah, I mean that he would gets killed that, straight away, and that would make sense later on, where the original gets killed every time. You know, the the person in the machine, not the facsimile who comes out. Um, and also, why hang on to all those dead bodies? That seemed kind of strange. I mean, just dump them in the river. It's like what eighteen ninety something in London. Just dump that shit in the river. Why would you keep a, a warehouse full of dead clones? Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I think it was maybe just a purely logistical deal, like because he has all those blind stagehands, 
Yeah. Maybe it would have been too hard to pull something like that off and have the risk of getting caught versus, you know, just his equipment being delivered back to, cause that old burnout theater was his, he owned it. Yeah. So maybe it was just a matter of like a logistical deal. Like it was easier just to duck that shit off to the side there yeah. versus, you know, like trying to dump it in the river and maybe someone catches on like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good yeah, question I mean, though. It's like not now that I think about it though, I'm like, fuck, why did he keep all that shit? Maybe for the final reveal, he wanted to show because you know, like throughout the movie, they say, you know, you got to get your hands dirty, or like, are you ready to get your hands dirty in magic? Yeah. Maybe that was part of his final salvo of like, yep, look how fucking dirty my hands got. I killed myself or someone else, you know, I commit a murder a hundred times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's yeah, any right it's answer. Interesting. Um, yeah, it seems like that might be one of those like details that would be in the book that it's like we there's just no time to cover this um, in the movie. But who knows? Yeah, I, I saw a couple I, uh, YouTube clips too of people talking about this film, and they 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 didn't point to specifics, but they did say that the the novel, obviously by virtue of that medium, it's it's more fleshed out. Like the story is more fleshed out um, yeah. than the two hours that you get of this film, but um, yeah, yeah, I'd be Scarlett curious. Scarlett maybe Johansson that. sucks, by the way. I I think her her British British accent <laughs> is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, but other than that, I I mean, I think they got her just. I think by that time she was a name. And a pretty face, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think she's a good actress separate from that. But yeah, she didn't add too much to the film for me. I don't, I don't really know anything about acting, you know, quote unquote, to to look at something and be like, this person is a good or bad actor or whatever. But sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm very aware that this is not, you know, like genuine, you know, like there's a level of suspension of disbelief that is easy. Uh, but when I was watching her, I was like, you're not good. <laughs> I mean, did no so did you her. like the gal that died in the water thing? The Julia? I thought she did a good more. job. Um, even um, Christian Bale's wife. I thought she did a good job. Rebecca yeah. Hall from? Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> A product of, I don't know what some other movie I've never seen. Yeah, Rebecca Hall. Yeah, I'm actually pretty new on her too. I just saw her in the Night House, so, um, and she was real good in that. Uh, but I I know she's she's like a name, and I think she's more like on the British side. But she has a good like yeah. pedigree, and that's all I know. But yeah, White. I think she did an excellent job too. White Horse. <laughs> white white house white house uh <laughs> there um yeah i thought she was great that, that part was fucked up super fucked up like how the part where she killed herself or when the well, white drowns the, and the things that like like uh leading up to that like that pushed her away and like pushed her to that by yeah having to love two different dudes one of which fucking hated her and one that loved her you know like yeah I mean, especially going into it with that knowledge of the twin thing, the first time she was like, oh, you know, some days I can tell you love me and some days you don't. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of a cool thing. If you didn't know the big reveal at the end, like, like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense because you're talking to two different people. Um, right. Yeah. And I guess to one thing, just to go back to um, the man in the box, like, who is it? Who is it not? I thought that'd be a super interesting question. I, th I think it still is to think about too, but to try and break it down, I've, I feel like if you felt like you came to some kind of definitive, like, I think this is it. I don't think that gets you anything. Like, I don't think that gets you anything more out of the movie. If you felt like you had clarity on who it was or not. I think I, just thinking about like, fuck, like, cause it splits into two people one of which is going to die, one of which isn't, and they don't know. Like, he doesn't know which one it's going to be. He only knows the one that knows, 
only knows when he's dead. Yeah. I think that's like, that's getting into like some philosophical, like, like crazy, like mind bending stuff to, to try and think about, you know, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I get it. And I guess in a way, maybe it's just like my personality. Cause I, I hate, Oh God, I hope you're sitting down. I hate movies um, like, you know, at the very end, like Inception, where it's like, uh, did the top stop spinning or not? Like, I don't know. I guess we'll have to fight about it for fucking ever. Like, yeah. I like resolution more than I like the the sort of open-ended, it's up to your own interpretation. Like, oh, and in The Departed was what's his name, a good guy or a bad guy? It's like, can we please just please just land the plane and don't leave it up to the viewer to fight about. So I think the first time he went through the machine, the original pops out, you know, it's sort of like a a copy machine, but also a teleporter. So the original pops out, the facsimile shoots him and kills him and then realizes like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm the clone. So if I'm going to start doing this trick again, whoever I put in the fucking thing, they're going to die. Right. So that's why we'll put that trap door there so that I survive as the original every time coming out on the other end of the machine. Right. Does that make sense? Cause well, he would have to do it. He would have to do it one more time to get the second guy and keep that guy alive long enough for him to put on the show or no, I guess not. He would at I... least have to do the trick one time on stage without the, the water chamber beneath him, right? To survive. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Well, they don't show it. That's true. Because you would have to do it once, teleport, come back, kill that guy. Wait, what the fuck? Dude, I... Yeah, that's interesting. I racked my brain and then I went on a fucking rabbit hole through like Reddit and like YouTube. And I was like, okay, because I'm not, I'm too dumb to like come up with something eloquent, like right when I was thinking about it. And then, so I'm like looking at whether I'm like, oh, okay, I can follow along with that logic. And then I don't know. It just got me like, like worked up into a tizzy, like, fuck, I don't know. He could do it solo. So when he kills original Hugh Jackman, um there's only one guy right so then he goes sets up the device with the trap door in the tank so he goes through the machine again original gets teleported up to the balcony or whatever the clone just immediately falls into the chamber and dies right does that track like mentally with you well again i can't claim that i came up with this but like from what i saw that made the most sense to me was that in arguing for the original coming out of it, he could only do it. It only be the original one time. So like, where are you coming up with that? So, so the original would go into the machine and then out comes a clone. He kills it with the gun, right? Yeah. So then when he does it, the original is what I'm thinking. That, right. that's your that's your take on it because I, I feel like they kind of made him look a little different in the end of the movie like he almost looked like a knockoff of himself you think bit. so almost like i rude. thought so a little bit huh i don't know i i think we could just go in circles yeah. talking about it because like my whole thing was like it seemed like when they diverge into two people they always they they make a carbon copy of everything including each other's consciousness right at that point so those two would never know and for me like i don't know how to tell which one would be the og but again like my opinion of it is like i don't think that adds to the story knowing that like or having yeah clarity for yourself if you think you know which one it is the clone versus the og um i think it's just fun and like uh, it'll really fuck your mind up if you think about it too long yeah, I like shouldn't about have consciousness acid. split <laughs> splitting. I shouldn't have dropped acid right before we did this. <laughs> um, it is fun just to kind of melt your brain a little bit on, I think. But beyond yeah. that, I think there's so much other shit going on in the story that's worthy of like uh, 
you know, talking about or, or examining. Not that this isn't worth examining, but yeah. um, for me, it just no, like, interesting. tied I mean, me it's up. One of those knots. things you could sort of you could sort of argue it either way. Um, but yeah, yeah. I thought I. I mean, most movies, you know, you watch and you're done with it and you put it to the side. Whereas with this one, I think it was, it's fun to like, it has those like nagging thoughts. Like every once in a while, you'll think about, you know, something like that. Like who's the man in the box? Like, yeah. Do you have vestiges, you know, of uh, like a recollection of anything? It just. Yeah. I mean, well, you could also argue like neither is the original and neither is the clone. Right. Like, and so the guy on stage, like they just need to get rid of him because he's the origin and they only need the, the the copy so it's real you could i don't know in some world you could just say like it doesn't matter they're both the same person like there there is no original and no clone at that point but i think it's like that what is it called it's like non-local local shit it's like where two things can be like in like astrophysicist shit and physics like where two things can be at different points at the same time and they no, can yeah, like a turn on and off like a switch yeah is that like a quark or something or a i don't know some it's other some, science word i can't think of there was some science dude he was like he was a he was an indian dude that was like super smart as fuck and he was talking about it it was like non-local something like super yeah it was superposition and something else but it's like where two things can exist in uh at the same time in like you know billions of miles away from each other yeah if you're smart and indian go ahead and drop it in the comments and help us out yeah wax at waxing let us know um yeah that i mean that's definitely that's like the biggest one like i feel like when you you're you're done with the movie you're like oh fuck who is it you know but, i think that was the second biggest question i had the first really? one is is hugh jackman gay in the film no in real life no no oh Oh, yeah he's fuck he's all about pussy um it's i guess it's not funny but uh because i mean he's a pretty handsome dude but he is married to a gal i think that's yeah a bit older than him i think she's like 10 ish plus years his senior yeah i looked her up i'm saying 10 at least yeah she's quite a bit i think too as time has gone on and like present day it's like that that age difference is even more uh, noticeable now but i say good on hugh jackman because he didn't he he blew up and was a huge fucking star and and most people like that they're just like hit the bricks you know like i'm wifing up this 22 year old i think that's kind of cool that's that's heartwarming um but yeah, he. Well, I hope, I hope he finds a nice young man to make him happy. <laughs> he is a handsome dude, though. He is a handsome devil. Um, she is aging like an avocado. Which one did you like more? Did you gravitate more to Bale's character or uh, Jackman? Or neither? Um, I would definitely say more to, to Hugh Jackman, like the guy out for revenge, you know? It's kind of um, like Monte, Count of Monte Cristo in that way, which is why this I think this film really I've, I've never never read it, never seen it. What? Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, relax. Add it to um, the list. Yeah, well, I mean, because even from the beginning, obviously, um, Christian Bale fucked up. And the idea that, you know, he said he doesn't know which knot he tied. Like, well, um, the only way that's true is if, when he asked him the question twice, it was his twin. And he's like, I legitimately do not know because in that moment, when he goes to tie it, she looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? We just talked about this. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right. And undoes it and then redoes it. So that makes me think he tied the correct knot, but him saying he doesn't know. I think I that's know. my biggest complaint with the film. It's like, he does know. Yeah. I mean, unless he's like he was brothers, his he, he's a he's brother. They would have talked about it at one point. And I, I feel like he would have been compelled to fucking like own up to it to Jackman at some point. Like, yeah. like even if it wasn't him, if it was his double that did it, I mean, yeah. you got to have some kind of fucking remorse. Cause it's like, that's why she died, dude. Like, 
Yeah. So an another thing, and, and if we start to get on too much of a tangent, um, let me know, but I'm curious what you think about Michael Caine's character. And I'm so, I can't remember the character's name, just the actor's names, but Cutter. I hope, yeah. Um, when Christian Bale's on trial, he's basically like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how the trick is done, blah, blah, blah. And the judge is like, well, I can take you in the back and you can, you can tell me in confidence or whatever. But he didn't know how the trick was done at that point because, right, he thought that Hugh Jackman actually drowned below the stage. And it was only later when he came back after the fire sale of all his equipment that he's like, oh, shit, you're still alive. It's like, how could he have explained how the trick worked? He didn't know. No, I think you're wrong in that wrong the, the cutter dude did know michael kane did know because immediately following that trial it's i mean you could argue against it but immediately after that trial it made it seem like he got hanged like like within a day or two of that trial and at the very very end you see michael kane handing over um his daughter to the other right. Christian Bale. So that's the very end of the film to me. So he knew what that machine was capable of. So he didn't want to disclose it to the judge because he wanted to destroy it. That was my take on it. Hmm. So that's why he didn't want to say what it was or give up anything about it because he knew what kind of damage it inflicted. Like it makes well, it clones like of people and he wanted to fucking it, destroy it. It seemed like once Michael Caine knew the truth about the machine and all the other clones that he was killing, that's when he sort of turned on him and turned on him and was like, fuck this guy. Right. And that's why yeah. when he left, when he left that burned out theater that night and he saw Christian Bale coming in, I think he knew he was coming in and intentionally didn't stop him because he like, and that's when he told him down in the basement about, like, his friend who almost drowned. Like, he told oh, him the truth, yeah, right? yeah, Okay, I think you're right. So I, th I think he knew that okay. uh, Christian Bale was coming for him, and he just let it happen because he was so, like, wow, you fucked up big time. But I don't think he knew until then, which, you know, I mean, maybe what he went back and told the judge was, like, he's using a double because that's just what he assumed because that's what he assumed about uh, both. Mm -hmm. guys um but yeah i wasn't sure if you thought because the way it ended with michael kane giving the daughter over to christian bale i i got like this weird whiff of are they trying to say like he was on his side the entire time but i don't think that's right i think i just kept no. looking for like one more little twist yeah which th I, that one wasn't there but but yeah i don't think he knew at the time of the trial i don't think he knew the truth is is what i'm thinking yeah, that's fair. And then so to answer the question, maybe, I mean, maybe he didn't want to talk about it because maybe he thought there was something financial that he could gain by keeping it secret, like continuing, or he wanted to figure out what it was without anyone else knowing. Maybe it was just yeah. as simple as that. But I think you bring up a good point, too, though, like that you think that he wasn't on uh, – Christian Bale's side until the very end. And I agree. I don't, I think, I think his allegiance kind of jumped a little bit throughout the film versus like the reveal being like, oh yeah, he was, he was on right. Christian Bale's side the whole time or right. vice versa. But um, yeah. Yeah. I thought the, the, um, it, it's not even really a criticism, but you know, um, Hugh Jackman getting the planted diary and then Christian Bale getting the planted diary. You know, it's like, oh, isn't that just awfully cute? They both, you know. I thought that they, was dumb. They both hoodwinked each other. Yeah, it was, yeah. Especially and, the first time. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I felt yeah. like I was Hugh Jackman reading it. Like, oh, he just got you, dude. He needs some milk. Yeah. And then he does it to him. And like, it, it, it reminded me of like, in Christmas story was like, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Like yeah. shit. <laughs> it's like, I just traveled what? So from London to Colorado's what? Seven, 8,000 miles or something. Yeah. Especially that day, man, that should have, 
That must oh, have been such yeah. an arduous fucking thing. Yeah. Right on. Um, I'm curious too. Did you know? Um, and I guess in my heart of hearts, I think having a kid probably sways me, but I, I'm on team Christian Bale at the end because the kid gets to go back with him or a version or no, it is him. That's the, yeah. he's the original that loved Sarah yeah. like, who lived. So yeah. I felt good about that, but do you it, think it's... one of them killed? Do you think the other one killed the wife? We each had half of a full life, really, which was enough for us. Just. But not for them. No. She didn't kill herself? No. It's, I don't know. I, bitch was about to blab. She was about I mean, to meet up with Scarlett Johansson and tell her. You could you could argue for that, but and to be honest, I guess full disclosure, I haven't really thought about that. That's the first that I've thought to think of that. I just I totally bought her like kind of spiraling, and they show her drinking, and she's obviously like fucked up, and and over the the, the course of their relationship too, having to deal with like that Jekyll and Hyde, like today you love me, today you don't that kind of thing could just wear someone down. So I just totally bought that it was suicide, but now that you bring it up, I mean, you could definitely argue for it, but like, I'm, I still have reservations because at the end of the day, I think the correct answer is they, they're both shitty people. Yeah. It started with bail. Yeah. But Jackman, I mean, eye for an eye, you know, there's no, there's no winners. I, so the more I think about it, uh, you know, at, at first viewing, I was def- I found myself leaning more towards um, Hugh Jackman just because I like the idea of like a revenge movie and the way it started to play out was like, oh, this is cool. He's going to go fucking shoot him and then, you know, he's going to retaliate. But I mean, based on what I think, I don't think he t- tied the wrong knot. So I think it was an actual accident. He was he was just doing his own routine. Um so he really didn't do anything wrong except, you know, that one time he came up on stage and tried to bust that. He busted that chick's fingers with the birdcage. But I mean, yeah, even that doesn't really. Jarring. It was. But that even that doesn't rise to the level of, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman coming back and actually trying to kill him. Yeah. With the um, bullet catch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he, you know, he sends him on a wild goose chase. Fine. That, you know, that's really there's nothing super like morally reprehensible about that. Um, but then yeah that 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 one part was pretty awesome where he was able to get to hugh jackman's drunk double and like totally embarrass him on stage by like tying him up and yeah that was right across the street if you want to see this but better yeah that was such a savage move for like two like competing fucking you know egos like that and like yeah that was that was a that was a bad bad move or it was a good move on his part, but it, yeah, it just made him look so silly with that, like stringing him up. And yeah, one thing I just happened to think about, I'm not exactly sure how the timeline worked exactly. Cause like you said, it was all fucking jumbled. Yeah. But um, like if Michael Caine figured out what was going on, it had to have been after the execution. Cause if he found out what was going on and was like, Whoa, you're a fucking asshole. Why not? find a way to be like hey to save the guy yeah yeah like the classic film double jeopardy (laughs) like uh he's still alive so let this let this man out so yeah yeah that's a good point for sure i didn't think about that like that before um what about uh, one of my favorite parts too is the uh speaking of like the one-upmanship and the back and forth is when they fucking trap uh, Fallon, who, if no one's seen this film, I, we should have done a spoiler alert, but fuck it. Oh I mean, my this, God. If, this is from, this was from 2006. So if you're, if you're going to fucking at me, if you're, you, you if can you're go listening fuck. to this and you're pissed, get fucked. <laughs> it should be obvious. If you're going to talk about a movie, it's not, if you're listening and you're upset, I hate you. Yeah. Same. Uh, but when they when he traps with the false stare, uh, oh yeah, limping up the stairs and he fucking goes down, boom, right into the fucking coffin, and then they yeah. go, and he shoots uh, Michael Caine's guy. He's like, saves me from cutting you an asshole. Yeah, 
dude, that I love that part. And like when he goes to him and he he negotiates and he's like, "Is he alive?" And he's like, "How fast can you dig?" I was like, yeah. "Dude, that was yeah." Dope. That's another example of Hugh Jackman being more of the dirtbag, even though he's kind of portrayed as like the good guy. Like he actually kind of sucks. Yeah, that's how I took him. Like I guess maybe the first handful of times I watched it, I was like, "Yeah." Hugh Jackman's in the right. And I think I feel like the film tries to steer you that way too. But the more I've watched this, like the more I've come over kind of to the other side. Yeah. Well, here's another another thought I had was, you know, Michael Caine, he's testifying against Christian Bale in court, right? So he genuinely believes at that time that he was responsible for this uh, murder. But that means that all the previous performances he had never gone down into the basement because he would have seen the tank right but also when he went down into the basement he would have seen christian bale like frantically trying to get him out of the tank like doesn't that strike you as unusual if somebody's if somebody's attempting to cold-blooded murder you that they would put themselves at the scene of the crime you know because he could have just set that up and then left and it's like oh it's an accident or, or who knows um but then to to sit right there while the murder's happening and also to be like attempting to get him out. That just seems strange. And also if you've got a chicken in a, in a glass cube and you know, it's supposed to have a false latch, right? Yep. That's the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and your little 60 second timer goes off. Um, maybe try to just open the false latch instead of bashing through what seems to be the strongest fucking glass on earth. Yeah. It's like three inch, four inches thick of glass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's probably my, it's probably a tie for my, or this, my second biggest gripe of that is like, they even, they talk about it. Like you said, there's a false lock and this is where, yeah. So yeah, that's a little counterintuitive, but yeah, maybe that was just a misstep in making it, or it's like, uh, well, fuck it. I mean, we have to have her die. Like, that's the impetus yeah. for everything to yeah. start going along. But, or maybe yeah, there's I, some. I wanted to come yeah. across as like super overly critical, just something I, I noticed. Like, oh, that's weird. I thought when they were down in the thing, he's like, this is supposed to be a false latch. Well, I mean, I guess, am I conflating two things when he was. When he was talking about the tank in the basement having the false latch, but this one was a real lock. I guess it was no. The he used the, he used the same one, and yeah, I think they okay. made a point of that because it was like a oh yeah, because it was like a flashback. Like oh, he died in this type of thing, which they have like a history with the same type of thing, and that's when it flashed back to yeah his wife. Yeah, because he he did it as like a token, maybe to, yeah. to her, you know, or like in remembrance of her that he kept using the same exact kind of one. Yeah. Um, how here's another question about that. I'm curious about with your first viewing this fresh, did you see the twist coming with uh, who Fallon was? She sacrificed Robert. That's the price of a good trick. Yeah. Just cause I knew. Yeah. I mean, obviously going into it, I knew there was a twin reveal and I was really, it it seemed like it was going to be Christian Bale towards the beginning, or maybe I knew that on some level, but I was really trying to um, not assume that. And so I was thinking like, Oh, maybe it's um, maybe it's what's as fuck. And, you know, so I was, I was really trying to keep an open mind, but then the first couple of times they showed him, you know, I was like, this guy is clearly, just heavily disguised for a reason and they're just not showing him and uh yeah so unfortunately uh i didn't get to experience the magic of that twist but i don't think it took away from the overall enjoyment of the movie dude when they put the cat in that machine i was like don't you dare kill this cat and the fucking the dude too is like you i'm holding you personally responsible when anything happens to this fucking cat did you know? Oh, a little side trivia too. That dude, uh, uh, Andy Circus, that is the dude who does the mocap for uh, Schmeagel. What? Uh, Gollum in the Lord of the Rings. Never seen a one. You, you've never seen him? Okay. No. It's fine. I'm uh, not hardcore is, about is it. Is like, mocap like motion capture? Yeah. 
Okay. So like they put like shit on you and then you yeah. act, film it, and then they turn it into CGI. He, I guess he's big for doing that. Like he did uh, the, I want to say he was King Kong, the one with Jack Black in like 2000, who gives a fuck? Um, you won't even need to say it at this point. Yeah. And then he was also in those new Planet of the Apes movies that came out like three or oh, four years yeah. ago. He was, yeah, never the, seen he, he was the main dude, uh, Caesar, like the main smart chimp uh but yeah but he's also like an actor he's been he was in uh black panther too but uh i really liked his character in in this film and yeah i thought i thought he was a cool character too even like us I, I i just saw this theory uh last night is some people were saying um there's a wild ass theory that he is actually tesla and the dude david bowie's character is just like like uh kind of a it mirrors bale and jackman in that because it would take away from like you know um like if if that was actually him and he was playing like his right hand man and stuff he could get away with more uh by being uh the actual like dude who who does stuff like the like the right hand man versus being the actual face i think one of the key pieces of uh or the, the key piece of evidence that people pointed to was like how quickly he rushes him out when the shit seemingly fails the first time he's like, Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, he, cause Jackman looks at him. He's like, Tesla, what the fuck? He's yeah. like, what's going on? And he like kind of clams up a little bit and he's like, Oh, come back in a week. Come out. Uh, he, we got to work on some things, you know, like, yeah, that is interesting because I'm trying to remember there was that other scene where, you know, both of the magicians are at that like Tesla exposition or something. Yeah. And if I remember right, Tesla wasn't there, but his sidekick was there. And right. he said something like, oh, no, he couldn't make it or he's not here. Or, he was like protesting uh, it because they wouldn't allow him like the full Monty of yeah. uh, demoing his shit. Well, and it makes sense why you would have, I guess, I, I guess the only way to describe it would be like, not a patsy so much like but if you're if you're such a polarizing figure you kind of would want a little cover you know you wouldn't i mean it sucks for david bowie but um yeah it, it makes sense why you would sort of hide in plain sight I'm, I'm trying to think i'm sure there's been an example of that either in a movie or in in real life where... they do it in star wars uh phantom menace with Queen Amidala and Padme. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can see it being a good tactic, and I, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. I just, that was one I just saw, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, and like yeah. shit that I can't remember that they were talking about as like evidence for it. I was like, and it, I thought it was cool too because then it tied back into the, like the idea of doubles and yeah. that is the main theme of the story, you know, like with. Yeah, like to, like the diversion you know like look over here because you're not looking at the actual thing while while this is going on are you watching when, closely yeah <laughs> i thought that was that would have been awesome if he figured out a way to escape from jail too but i like that scene where he fucks with the guard who's been giving yeah. him so much shit and he fucking gets that shit to his leg the chain that was awesome yeah i thought it was cool too like how he's like one you know when he was saying one day you know maybe throw something in the air and say a magic word and I'll be gone. And that's actually what happened when he fucking gets hung at the end. He says he's all abracadabra. And yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I liked it. Um, it's funny. The more you like think about it, the more little things kind of pop up and, and especially since it was the book that was probably super long. It, it makes you sort of go over everything they included. Cause they would they would be trimming as much fat as possible so anything they leave in even if it seems innocuous it would have to be deliberate you know they wouldn't just include some random scene right just to fill time you know it's not like a 90 minute movie where they want a couple more uh, minutes or whatever so i, I could see where re-watching it you would pick up on little things because i mean what's it like 130 minutes probably every minute of that has got to be important to the plot so yeah especially knowing uh nolan and like the way how how like 
invested he is in each one of his films and like how intricately detailed meticulous he is like yeah that even makes more sense but um well did you have uh, like some trivia or oh yeah things you want to go over yeah going going back to that one thing i I mean this is kind of just like pretty batshit but um well not pretty it it is batshit crazy but like what, what we were talking about off air about um christian bale's famous fucking tirade against the director of photography of terminator salvation how he fucking just like yeah i saw i like (laughs) i said i went i went off the deep end on uh reddit theories and this person was like check this out what if the earth was flat yes no um and then two what if bale is an actual double what if he has a fucking double in real life? So it's like life imitating art, imitating, you know, and like Chris Nolan knows about this because he has a brother, Jonathan Nolan, that's not a twin, but he's like super like close with him, you know, and like he's like, yeah, I'll fucking, he's like, I want to tell my story, but I want to disguise it in a film. I thought it was just kind of a fun thing to think about because people are like, you know, sometimes he's like, he fucking, he, he does like, you know, make a wish foundation and he does all this cool shit and all this good humanitarian stuff. And then there's other instances like uh, I think it was either a golden globe or an Oscar something or other. Uh, he was accused of like fucking kicking and or like pushing his mom down the stairs. Oh yeah. I like a domestic altercation. Yeah. yeah. With his wife or someone. Um, and then obviously the fucking huge blow up. I mean, cause he goes pretty fucking nuclear in that, that tirade on the terminator salvation so it's complete hog shit but it's just it's kind of fun to think about um well if that's if that's true then i'm gonna hold out hope that mel gibson's angry voicemails are uh a twin (laughs) not just an insane person who uh lost his grip on reality (laughs) yeah i mean dude sometimes it's hard for me to like separate the fucking artist from the art. And sometimes it's not. Um, but like, you know, like Michael Jackson can go fuck. Uh, but like Mel Gibson, it's like, I'm still going to watch fucking lethal weapon and lethal weapon two and be like, fuck. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But yeah, without, without getting too like hippy dippy woo woo, you know, up into the brain, it's like, it totally makes sense why somebody who would get into a world i mean if you're if you don't have at least like a dash of narcissism to be like an entertainer or like a huge movie star if you go into it without that i don't see how you could not develop that as you go like and he was such a huge star for so long in, in a similar vein when people are like i can't believe tiger woods is fucking all these chicks like he was a dorky golfer, oh, yeah. a dorky golfer growing up, you know, kind of an awkward, you know, uh, kid. And then it's like every chick is just throwing herself at him like, yeah, um, that's going to happen with most dudes. Like most guys are not going to be not going to have the self-control, you know, yeah. to resist that forever. Um, Especially having that like upbringing. Yeah. He's just like going to go hog wild. Like, yeah. 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 His dad was an asshole, like super authoritarian, you know. Yeah. Do you, like he a, had to be on the golf course probably like fucking 16 hours a day and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, he needed to let, that was him letting the fuck loose. Yeah. He just got lost in the sauce. Yeah. But Tiger's coming back. Um, <laughs> they think he's going to play at the Masters this year. We'll see. But God, I'd, I still love that picture of the dude wearing the Tiger Woods mugshot on the t-shirt and he's at i don't know what golfing event it is but he's sitting there right in the front and it shows tiger woods walking have you seen this oh yeah tiger he he like you can see like like, got a little smile on his face yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah if he wasn't so high on you know vicodin and miller light he probably would have been pissed off when he saw that shirt but he probably just looked over and was like yeah Dude, he he's such a fuck. I've seen so many clips of he be, him being such a fucking asshole. That's why I thought it was funny that 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 shirt struck him just yeah. that time of day and like <laughs> that moment. 
that he let his guard down and he but yeah or he was doing that like fake smiling thing and then he turned to like a you know a sheriff or something was like get that guy the fuck out of here yeah, he's like <laughs> all right i'm gonna kill two hookers tonight um yeah like, it is always know. fun to see golfers like snap and yell at a fan like they'll be about to putt or something some guys like yeah and like bubba watson will be like get out of here <laughs> i wear Dude, a visor there's one of tiger woods he's getting ready to tee off and someone someone rolls he doesn't even throw someone rolls like a fucking orange it's like the biggest orange i've ever seen he, he like rolls a grapefruit like bocce ball like behind him like 10 feet and dude tiger woods comes back and he's all jesus christ like <laughs> he just like loses his shit over that um all right back to yeah i i have a couple just uh fun factoids to tie this up then i guess is uh yeah. uh i thought it was cool too uh the uh like mirroring each other's um situation is one is i i didn't even think of watching it but borden and angier so christian bale and hugh jackman they both die or at least a version of them die at least once the same way each other's wives did or significant others so like one time hugh jackman dies of drowning at least the og or maybe uh and so does that uh julia the beginning and then borden obviously at the end one of him gets Uh, yeah gets hung and then his wife hangs herself i thought that was kind of neat um isn't that weird if your twin brother was banging your wife yeah there's i think the the more you think about that relationship the more it's like you don't know who you don't know which one the actual dad is of the kid yeah i mean i think you could argue either way on that but it would definitely it would make it hard to like well, pin, i think it's just especially it back in those but... especially back in those days like when people oh they didn't they didn't have maury yeah <laughs> people doing backflips and shit you are not the father it would be funny if if like the twin who loved his wife was not the twin who fathered the kid and he's like fuck now i'm saddled with this brat yeah um <laughs> what, uh, what's the other one uh I really like Michael Caine. Scarlett Johansson die. That would have been cool. Yeah, she just kind of like goes away in like the first part of the third act. She kind of just cool if uh, Christian Bale like somehow sneakily swapped himself out when he was waiting to go to the hangman, like under a cloak, (laughs) and he like sneaks his way out, and then they just hang her. Yeah, abracadabra. Yeah, abracadabra be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's it. I th- yeah, the, the I one think last did, thing. I think we did good. Yeah, I think the one last thing that struck me too is like um, how he talks at the end of like having the courage to go up every night and not know. I think that's telling too, and that well, maybe it's not telling, but it, it's just something crazy to think about. Like having the stones. Like if you re- if if whoever he is doesn't know if he's going to make it out the other side i mean one of them will the one the one that makes it through is like oh yeah i knew it i'm i'm good everything's fine i'm gonna do this but then i I feel like a little piece of him would have to like maybe think about it like right as the shit's shooting down the other side like the one that does go down in the box when he drowns every night when he's in there he's like oh fuck it finally happened i was wrong yeah. You know, and like just like thinking through that, and then he's dying. But I mean, I, I if we examine that too much more, we'll just fucking spin our wheels thinking about it because it's so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so it, hard to it's wrap your head. Of, it's almost like time travel movies or stories yeah. where it's like, okay, we are just going to be, you know, we'll get caught in like this endless uh, mm-hmm. cycle. So yeah, but it is exactly. it is fun to at least sort of wade into that pool a little bit without getting so like up your own ass about yeah that type of thing so yeah and i think that's what some people especially with nolan films have like you know inception and um what's another like memento uh, yeah i I like memento a lot memento i feel like it's not super head up its ass but um i could see oh no i get what you're saying yeah you're right yeah yeah. but i feel like 
his most recent film that you probably haven't seen is Tenet. I I really did not fucking like that movie. Like his head is so far up his ass. It's like, and people have quoted this too, saying like he has to prove that he's the smartest guy in the room. And I can totally see that. Like Tenet, someone made the comment that Tenet's like it's so smart that it fucking comes all the way back around and it's dumb as shit. You know, yeah. it really is. It's like yeah. I do not watch that film. You're not missing anything, but like inception too. Like I know a lot of people that love that fucking film. And I'm just like, I thought it was cool visually like a popcorn movie, but like, I don't want to sit and like, think about like the fucking top spinning at the end. And he's even come out and said, fuck, I don't know. Like, yeah, he, that he's super, he's super yeah. flippant about, about that film inception specifically about, like, I think if I would have seen because uh, I, I saw Donnie Darko when I was like, I don't know, 14 or something. and was like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but I think if I would have seen it in my 30s, I'd be uh-huh. like, this is fucking, this is kind of dumb and like kind of cheesy. I don't know, though. I guess you can never really say for sure how you're going to react to something when you see it for the first time. But it definitely had like a, that air around it. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's crazy. Like a mind fuck, you know. But I like it. See, we we working on his brow chakra. We're just in back at the crown chakra. Yeah, I uh, dude, I watched I watched Donnie Darko in like when I was like nineteen or twenty, and I was on drugs, and that movie fucking hit me pretty good. Yeah. Like I towards the at the end, like I was convinced that um, Patrick Swayze was the devil. That's a good movie. Um, yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time though. Um, cool. Yeah, I think. Uh, that wraps it up for for the prestige. I know we probably we could have talked about it more and gotten a lot of a lot more out of it, but um, yeah, it was good. No Street Fighter, but you know it was still a good movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you watched it and I'm glad you liked it. Um, oh, one one last thing I wanted to talk about when um, and this is backtracking, but when they go and he and then. Allie shows him all the wireless shit and he sees that big field of lights go on. Yeah. When that first happened, when I saw this, I saw this in the theater back in 2006. So I was like, I just turned 21. And I thought for some reason, because looking back on it now and examining it, I'm like, why the fuck did I think that? I thought, oh shit, there's going to be like some alien shit going on or like some like something otherworldly and then towards the end it like it doesn't really come back to that but i think that was just kind of like a just a side thing like they were just highlighting like what a crazy genius tesla was and like yeah that okay he can actually he can make something crazy establishing yeah how revolutionary his technology could be or something so yeah because if they didn't have that and then later they're like, whoa, he made this machine where you can like clone yourself. It's like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, it wouldn't have the same impact. And yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, I didn't really look into it at all, but I wonder, like, did Tesla actually have a research facility in Colorado? Like, is any of that real? Or I did some cursory research. I wish I would have done more, but he the only thing I can say with certainty, he he was in Colorado Springs at that time doing shit that's all i know though so and i i know nolan is he's like a stickler for details and stuff so um but i can't comment it other i can't comment on anything other than that but i do know he was there did you know know what the fuck he was doing uh did you know tesla was a twin he was in real life no i'm just kidding i have no idea oh okay i could see him being like one of those ones like where they're twins in the womb and the fucking uh, the other fetus absorbs it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what the, he, I can't remember what that phenomenon one. is called. Like he ate his twin and absorbed all his brain power. Yeah, that's uh, I could totally see that. Um, but that's an actual thing. I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but it does happen. Like it's a medical phenomenon. Yeah, I wish I knew what it was. But anyway, okay, um, Coolio. So yeah, this was fun. Sweet. Yeah, I'm glad you watched it. Um, so in keeping with the theme of the show um, is to kind of randomize this up a little bit, not have it be strictly a movie review podcast. Uh, at this point, we're going to 
So we have three different topics. So we're going to randomize the topic and then we'll, uh, we'll see what we're going to talk about next time. So without further ado, let's see. All right. So the next topic will be the unexplained. Ooh, yes. And it's going to be concerning Jason Simpson, uh, who has been, um, there's, there's some theories about his involvement in uh, the OJ murders. Oh, that's Nicole, his son? Nicole, yeah, Nicole Brown and um, Ronald Goldman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Super fun to talk about, I think. Uh, that's one I've been itching to like dig into a little bit more because I've heard that theory. And ever yeah. since I heard it, I was like, fuck, why doesn't anyone else talk about this? But yeah, yeah, if you want to like look ahead and and uh, look up yep. the significant significance of Jason Simpson, uh, that's what we'll be talking about next episode. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, you can reach out to us if you want to send us an email uh, at wax at waxingtheporpoise.com. Um, we also have our Instagram set up, Waxing the Porpoise, and Twitter at Waxing the Porpoise. Um, so thanks for joining us, guys. And we will be back uh, talking about Jason Simpson next time. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Fucking filthy, dirty, fucking cockfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you have anything to say?